There we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris. Today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Hate Breed, and they've got a new album called Weight of the False Self, which released on November 27th via Nuclear Blast Records. Right now, I'm being joined by Matt to share some more information about what this release means, how the band has been holding up this year. So, Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. God, I love how you talk. You're like... (laughs) Straight up radio guy. Hello and welcome to the show. Love, <laughs> love the delivery, man. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, <laughs> Proved. <laughs> Fan freaking fantastic. What's funny is uh, I was thinking as I was listening to the record, like, awesome. I get to chat with Matt. What am I going to chat about? And the funny thing is. You love my voice. I love your China symbol. The China comes out so clearly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it cuts. Peisty. Peisty symbols. They cut, man. I've loved them since I was young. All my favorite players played the brand. You know, that's what got me into it. And the China especially. That's uh, that's the secret weapon in my setup. It sounds like a secret. It just cuts through. I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, did he plan this so that every time there was a break, he would hit it? And I'm like, no, like, that thing just cuts through. It does. Well, it is planned as well, but, but. that's the that, that's the attack. You know, you, I know when it's going to I know when to place it and when not. And it just works out perfectly. Uh, I hope. I mean, so far, so good. No, no bad feedback. So I'm glad you noticed. I'm glad that's something that really jumps out of you. That <laughs> is pleasing me being the drummer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the production, the production. Yeah, the production level is, is top notch because um, I was listening to it and I was taking it for granted. Matt, I took the production level for granted, and I went back and listened to a few other releases, and I was like, man, um, you guys really dialed it up this time. Oh, yeah. thank. Well, hey, thanks for noticing. Yeah, uh, uh, Zeus has been with us, our producer. He's um, He's been with us since, well, geez, my first album with the band was Perseverance, and he's had a part of uh, every album from that point on, whether he's engineered it or mixed it, mastered it, produced it, whatever. So he's like the sixth member of the band at this point, and he really knows how to uh, dial in our sound. He knows what we're looking for, uh, you know, from working with us for so long. He knows our gear. He knows what to draw out of it. And um, this album especially, I, I mean, it's great to hear the feedback on the production because it is much different from some of the earlier releases i mean we're a band that's 25 years old now perseverance goes back to 2002 so of course technology has come a long way since then too so uh you know i'm glad that it's noticeable we're utilizing what's at our fingertips and um and uh just polishing the band more and more record per record Mm -hmm. that's a really good way to put it polishing the band more record for record because you mentioned 25 years i mean it's got to be incredible to think what can we do this time so getting into that question how did you guys approach this album well uh not so different than any other album although i think every album process is different i think any band will tell you that and same with us if you go back all the way to perseverance you know uh in that time we were jamming in the uh, jamming live in the room and demoing stuff and doing pre-production and really pouring through the material and really dialing it in and getting the songs uh perfect by doing it through the live atmosphere and then flash forward uh to now 
and a little in between, we've we've sort of uh, with technology, you know, you can email ideas back and forth and and whatnot, and and just sort them out at your house, or if you have a laptop or some kind of little production going on at home, you can do an an entire album in your bedroom, you know. So we've gone from kind of honing our songs and the record as a whole uh, all together to now like we're just at home trading ideas and stuff like that. And we really don't fine tune or add our personal stamps on it until we're doing the final live tracks. So I think technology has a big, big part in it, uh, in making things a little easier, I guess, making things flow a little quicker. Um, and, uh, yeah, what with that becomes, uh, an album that's produced differently, I guess, different sound, you know, uh, our, our, the equipment we use has been pretty standard, or, well, I shouldn't say standard. It's been solid and uh, consistent since we've been a band, you know, Marshall Cavs and Tama Drums. And, uh, you know, so that's our sound. You know, we, we definitely have our sound. We've uh, carved that niche for ourselves, you know, and our identity. That's the hate breed sound, you know. Um, we're just, like I said, we just polish it a little more record by record because uh, of the technology that's at our fingertips, you know. And you, you always have a different ear. Uh, I think record by record, you know, what did we do last time? We don't want to do that this time. How are we going to change things? How are we going to refine? How are we going to update, you know? Um, and and then here we go. We have the final product and through going through that whole process. Yeah, absolutely. So then I guess my question is, uh, you mentioned, you know, technology's come a long way. You could do an entire album in a bedroom. And that's what's happening this year uh, is, is bands. Yeah. <clears throat> Are, no touring yeah there's no touring uh there's no studio time because it's not safe or if they can it's in little bursts here and there uh yeah you know the i just got off with diamond head and they did their album the bass player did his takes at home the drummer did his takes at home um yeah. it's more and more uh it's becoming more common nowadays you know, uh, what with like YouTube and uh, all these other mediums to get yourself out there, whether it be your band or your personal playing, you know, um, everyone, ha everyone is their own brand now, you know, so you have to kind of uh, be able to like stream yourself or, you know, it's just another element of yourself as a player and with the band, like getting yourself out there to everyone. Yeah. Now, with regard to this particular album, Take us through the production of you mentioned that Zeus was working with you guys again. Um, did you guys start this record in 2019 or is this like a 2020 total uh, from beginning to end record? No, this was actually started the end of 2019 and we finished up around the uh, beginning of January. So this was pre-pandemic. We were able to get one song out, which uh, we planned wasn't going to be on the record. It was kind of a standalone sig uh, single. So we released that in February. And then pandemic hit, everything shut down. Record label, printing presses, you name it. So we were forced to kind of, we originally planned on getting it out the end of May, but we were forced to sit on it until a better opportunity arose. Here we are, end of November, right after Thanksgiving was the perfect uh, day to release it. Um, yeah, our hands were tied, man. I mean, we, we're not a band that will only release something digitally. We didn't want to go that route. I think our fans like their vinyl. Our fans still like CDs. You know, they like the tangible product to have in their hands. So we really had to wait until we were able to release a physical product, which is now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Records available on CD, vinyl, digital. Is there any bonuses for getting CD and vinyl? 
or is it the same record? It's the same record, same mm-hmm. record. Um, layout's the same. I think uh, you, um, yeah, no, it's all the same. It's okay. all the same. Cool. We did different bundle packs, you know, originally when we when we released it. Uh, if you ordered through us, you know, there was a, a promotional T-shirt if you got the CD, or there was the uh, different vinyl releases like the, the Blood Splatter vinyl and all these other different patterns that we did. And they're still floating around out there. Um, as far as the initial release, that's all we really did. It was, no added extra songs or anything like that. Okay. Very cool stuff. Now, a couple of tracks off of the album that were released, Instinctive, Slaughter, Lust, and Cling to Life. Take us through these tracks. What are these tracks about, and does the album itself have a theme or a concept to it? Um, I don't feel it does. I mean, I think that would be a better question for Jamie as he writes all the lyrics. Um, I don't feel that it does as a whole. I mean, uh, generally... You know, it's a cliche response, but some things are always left to the ears of the listener, you know, and their imagination, whatever they want to interpret, whatever they derive out of the songs. Uh, Take a song like Instinctive. um, It's pretty straightforward, you know, uh, especially now with these times, um, you know, relying on yourself, uh, relying on your gut instinct and becoming that animal within you to get what you want you know, and like seize what you want and go after what you want, that motivation, you know? Um, and especially now, like think about being a touring musician, you really have to rely on that now, uh, to create other sources of income or just to keep your head above water, you know? Um, yeah, tough times. So it's, it's more like in, in, in the face of defeat or the face of doubt or something or tough times like this, like really just relying on your, on your instincts and becoming that animal that is hidden within us all. You know, I was going to say, if there's anything that sums up hate breed, it's probably that idea. Yeah, that's a, I mean, and it's a perfect first song for this record too. It's the way we started out. So yeah, that's definitely part of the hate breed identity uh, and past material that's been in past material for sure. Yeah. You can, I remember when the first time I, I heard about you guys, I was like, hate breed. I don't want to listen to that band. <laughs> And then, and then I heard some songs, and I was like, "Wait a minute! They're actually like a motivational stand up for yourself." <laughs> kind of. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you first see the name or hear the name, and you you think something completely different when you delve into the songs and the lyrical content. Uh, it, it's the band isn't what you thought it would be, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the title, the band's name. Uh, some people, it's surprising that nowadays some people don't know this, but the band comes from a Misfits song hate breeders mm-hmm. back in the day you know so we're fans of the misfits i mean it's a hard name perfect name for a band uh so that's where it comes from actually okay very cool now you mentioned in these times uh season the day tough times does this record then take on new meaning for you guys based on how this year has gone um yeah i think like well, it's kind of triumphant and light at the end of the tunnel and optimistic that we were actually still able to release it because we didn't think we'd get it out this year at all. So um, it feels really good to be able to say we release new material, uh, not only that we were able to release new material, but in the climate that's now where everything is shut down. And I think there's no better time than now to have a new Hatebreed record for our fans. I mean, uh, it's been four years already for us, which seems to be the... Uh, the average two to four years between our record releases but now is the 
no time than now, better time than to release an album now uh, to really motivate people. And like I said, it kind of creates a light at the end of the tunnel for what's been going on. Um, I mean, as far as it like being symbolic of, of the times we're in now or whatever, I mean, it was never really planned that way. Like I said, the album was finished the end of last year. So it's purely coincidental that we were just hit with this crazy shitstorm like we've been in for so long now. Um, if anybody derives any motivation or positivity from the record to get them through this whole thing, that's great too. I mean, that's really been uh, a theme of Hate Breed, I think, since its inception, since the whole career of the band. People have really uh, been able to, uh, you know, be self empowered through our music and, and stuff, you know, and overcome obstacles and, and what have you. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Now you mentioned you mentioned a shitstorm. I can't imagine what you mean, uh, Matt. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially now. I mean, weather-wise, uh, we're, we're buried in snow. So different kind of storm, but um, <laughs> and doesn't help either. No, no. Um, so what is I guess been what have you guys been up to since that? Have you guys done any live streams uh, in place of touring? Uh, Obviously, the record was released later on in the year, November 27th, right around uh, American Thanksgiving. So I guess what is what have you guys been doing since then? Uh, we've been pretty busy, actually. No, we haven't done anything virtual. I know a lot of bands have, and it's great stuff. Uh, I mean, me personally, I don't know if a hate breed show would translate virtually. I think maybe that's one of the reasons why we uh, haven't really attempted to do anything yet we've all done our own little uh playthroughs and live streams and stuff like that and of course jamie has his podcast and whatnot but um as a band we haven't done anything i it's tough to think that a hate breed show would translate the energy and the back and forth between the band and the fans uh if you've ever been to our show i mean it's not the same if you're just watching it on your phone or <laughs> oh you know it's not the same at all so no. uh you know it wouldn't have the same effect so i think we're just waiting waiting to be able to play live again especially the new material we're just waiting to be able to go on tour again and bring it to the fans um we have been busy though otherwise we were able to release a beer breed brew uh we did a lager live for this lager named after a song that was on the rise of brutality our record that came out in 2003 mm -hmm. and uh it's a really good beer we partnered with a brewery in southington connecticut Right now, it's only available uh, within Connecticut, and we hooked up with another uh, company out of Poughkeepsie, New York, here where I'm from, called Halftime Beverage, where you can order the beer through, and they will ship to 29 states within the U.S. Right now, it's not available anywhere outside of the U.S., so you'll have to road trip or make a friend who's in any one of these 29 states and have them ship it to their house for you. Uh, okay. But yes, yeah, it's been a cool endeavor food and beverage you know it's new territory for this band i know a lot of bands have done beers and whiskeys and wines and all sorts of stuff like that so uh this was new territory for us and so far so good i mean it's been great response from uh the the taste of the beer and the presentation and everything we've done a couple events at the brewery uh at witch doctor brewing so uh where we did like meet and greets and stuff like that so we've been busy with that you know just kind of pushing a new product uh that is attached to the band so far nothing but good feedback cool you mentioned it's a lager what else can you tell us about this beer what were you guys going for and did you reach that 
Uh, yeah, so we've definitely reached that. And we have other ideas going forward, too. Uh, with this beer, we've talked about it probably the last three years. Uh, we were able to work with another brewery just for one show. We got it, We put a beer together that was on tap at a show in uh, New Haven, Connecticut. It was the end of the tour for us, uh, tour in 2019. I think it was the obituary tour. Um, and uh, we released it there. It was the, the best-selling beer of the night. It was sold out by 8.30. So we said, wow, we got to continue this. Um, it was tougher for that brewery, though, to get it up and running, to be able to can it and get it out to the public and all that. So we uh, found Witch Doctor, who was a little larger and was up to the task. So we basically went – We our vision was a lighter lager, something uh, – 4.5%. Something that's a little hoppy, not even hoppy. It's something that has some bite to it, but still appeals to to like the light beer drinker, like a Budweiser guy. It's kind of middle of the road between the hippie beer and the the really light beer. <laughs> and I, perfect gig beer, man. Like it's the beer that you want at a show, ice cold. Uh, you don't have one beer and it blows your brains out because it's so heavy. You know, like you can have a couple and enjoy yourself and and still still be good. So uh, that's what we were going for, and I think we've achieved it. Um, you know, as I describe, as I think about it now, as I describe it, I think like, yeah, the taste and, and, uh, the effect and everything, it's hit the nail right on the head. Um, it's a really good beer. And like I said, nothing but good feedback so far. So we have other ideas going forward, maybe different styles of beer or delve into some different drinks. Uh, but right now we're pushing this lager. Okay. Very cool. There's a couple of music videos for the record. And they look like quite the quite the productions. How did you guys get those done? Was it before lockdown or was it carefully done kind of in lockdown situation? Uh, the video for When the Blade Drops, that was the standalone single that was pre-record. Uh, so that was planned out, you know, lyric video, uh, just with some cool effects and whatever. Got good responses from that. And then the video for Instinctive was done right after that. And that's the graffiti video. We found a really good graffiti artist uh, who was up to the task of um, kind of going on this secret covert mission and, and just all and tagging the hell out of it with something awesome. And uh, he definitely achieved that. So that was in line to be released, uh, would have been released in the spring when the record came out. But we had to shelve that, too, because we didn't want to just put that out on its own and not have any the rest of the record to back it up, you know. So uh, we waited to put that out, too. And then Cling to Life was our most recent song that we released. And uh, lyric video for that, another cool lyric video, a lot of cool effects and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so far, I, I think all the songs are very different. When uh, when you listen to each one individually, they, they have different vibes to them, different grooves. So uh, it sums up really well uh, the the new record. You know what kind of vibe you're getting from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause, I mean, I was I'm watching the video now for Instinctive, and I mean, you guys got a squad car in there. Oh yeah, we got cops, we got uh, graffiti artists, we got a lot of great artwork. Yeah, it's good. Everything syncs up great with the song, too. The director did a really nice job. Mm-hmm. Does, is that artwork still available, or did you guys have to undo it or paint over it or whatever? As far as I know, it's still available somewhere. I don't. Everyone asks all the time, where is that? I got to go see it. <laughs> Huge, awesome mural, you know, and uh, I really don't know. I really can't tell you. Okay. All right. If you find it, if you know where it is, then great. But if not... <laughs> You didn't hear it here. Exactly. Not on the Rock Metal Podcast, baby. Not 
Not here. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, so we chatted about the record, Weight of the False Self. We chatted about a couple of tracks, the one before the record. We chatted about Instinctive. We chatted about Cling to Life, I believe. We chatted about that, yeah? A little bit. I just I didn't really go through the song. Uh, I'll do that quickly now. Sure. I think it uh, it falls kind of in the middle of the album, and it's a good break. Uh, everything the, the album's got a lot of force behind it, right? It's just fast and powerful, and it beats you over the head. It's only thirty five minutes long, so "Cling to Life" is one of those songs that kind of brings it down a little bit. It's more of a slower mid tempo tune. Um, it's a nice break from being pounded over the head. There's some guitar shreddiness in it. Wayne does a really good job with his guitar soloing on this whole record, but that song specifically, I think that's a real highlight for him. Um, and that song, I think, has become the fan favorite uh, of the record so far. And I think because it's so different from what you would expect from Hatebreed that it really stands out. Um, and it's the song that everyone's been talking about since the album release. So looking forward to playing that one live, especially being able to stretch the legs on the technical guitar side and the shreddiness and whatever. Yeah. Does that surprise you that it's become a fan favorite? Not at all. Honestly, there's two other songs on the record that, uh, that people have been talking about, you know, online and on the socials and stuff. And those are the other two, I guess that would be like the cling to life where they're completely different from what Hatebreed normally does, I guess, or kind, kind of strays from our typical formula. And those are the tunes that people are talking about. So it's good to kind of venture into new territory and have it work mm -hmm. and buzz for it. So who knows the next, uh, uh, there's there's a song called um, A Stroke of Red, and that song has kind of a Megadeth Anthrax vibe to it. Um, not that it's faster and thrashy, but there's more that rock vibe that those bands kind of do on some of the, like a Symphony of Destruction kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's totally different, totally out of left field for Hatebreed. So I think that's what people are really latching onto a newer uh, direction for us. So we'll see what the next album brings, too. It might be more of that. You never know. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh, dropping the next album. No, not yet. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> I'm not going to create a buzz about that yet. No way. No. <laughs> oh, nothing new coming after this one yet. Boom. All right, sweet. So we've now officially chatted about Cling to Life, fan favorite, instinctive album, Way to the False Self, produced by Zeus, which kind of rhymes, which is cool. Um, <laughs> we've chatted about yeah, chatted about everything amazing that's happened this year uh, chatted about about you we've chatted about Marshall Cabs, Tom and Drums Pasty Symbols Pasty? Pasty? Pasty, Pasty Pasty um, are you a Remo head kind of guy? no, I'm Evans beautiful I've used them since 2002 I've been endorsed with them since 2002 used them uh, for a long time now i that's my brand. Nothing against Remo. I'm an Evans guy. Cool. I dig it. What kind of amps? 5150? You'll have to ask the guitar players on that. But no, okay. not 5150. Marshall. Marshall Cabs. Okay. Can't the uh, in-depth stuff because I really don't know. No. All right. Okie dokie. It's a thick, brutal tone, and your your china cuts right through that, that big roast beef dinner. I'll tell you what. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's definitely my favorite piece of the kit. Beautiful. Yeah, actually, I did, because I was just chatting with my contact over at Nuclear Blast, and she was like, do you have any quotes for the album? And I said, brutal, crushing, inspiring. That's what I said. 
That about sums it up. That could sum up almost all of our albums. So that's good. You're on it. Wow. Cool. Sweet. Matt says I'm on it. (laughs) Is there anything that I missed? Delivery, dude. It's awesome. (laughs) Yes. Is there anything else I'd like to add? Let me think. (laughs) 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 No. uh, Hey, it's great. It was great hanging out with you. Um, after this, I'm going to go out and shovel snow because mm-hmm. you know we're, we're buried now in about 18 inches of snow. So, mm-hmm. uh, the wonderful Northeast, upstate New York, that's where I'm at, Poughkeepsie area. Um, my Instagram's at Matthew Peter Byrne. Everyone can come hang out with me there. Um, if not, you want all things hate breed, you know, all our hate breed socials, hate breed official on Instagram, hate breed on Facebook, hate breed.com, hate breed, hate breed, hate breed. That's where we're at. Beautiful. Here where I'm at, I'm in the prairie, so the snow is a light powder. Nice. That's easy to work with. When it's the heavy, wet, really soggy stuff, that's uh, they call it heart attack snow. Right. Because if you're shoveling, you know, that's when people get hit with that stuff. They're just trying to move too much at once and overexerting themselves. Yeah. It's the same here right now. It's the powdery stuff, but there's just a lot of it. Okay. I was going to – because that was my question. I've been to New York <laughs> – not in the wintertime, but I've been to eastern Canada in the wintertime, and it comes down like three feet a minute, and it's heavy and just <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I've been talking for years how I'm born and raised here, and I've been talking for years about how oh, I can't wait to move somewhere warm, and I never do it. And people are like, God, if you hate the snow, what are you doing living in New York? And I don't have a good response for them anymore. I really don't. I have no idea what I'm doing here. <laughs> a, a good place for Nosh, maybe. Is there a good delis in your town? Oh, yeah. New York's known for the delis. Whether you're in the city or anywhere else, yeah, we have good delis around here. Um, we got pretty much good anything around here. Being only an hour and 20 from New York City, you know, that's that's like food heaven. And I'm three hours from Philadelphia, another food heaven city so uh you know a lot of it migrates this way i think or up north a lot of people from the city come up here so yeah we're surrounded by great stuff mm-hmm. beautiful a lot, of breweries, a lot of wineries a lot of hiking outdoorsy stuff i'm in the hudson valley hudson valley new york you know it's uh chock full of outdoorsy stuff and good food you had me at hello matt <laughs> come visit come C- hang out come hang out baby yeah all right, Groovy. Well, that concludes all of my questions and my beautiful radio voice. So I just <laughs> wanted to thank you, Matt, for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Thank you for having me. This was great. It was a great hangout.